Hello and a welcome to what is the first episode of Raw Reactions by the team here at CCSG, following the steps, obviously, of the podcast ATO after the whistle. And although it is the first and it most definitely won't be the last, I can tell you that uh, it won't be the best. We've got some fantastic guests. We've got a couple of fans uh, and CCSG members who stand down at the front of the dub week in, week out, waving flags, banging drums, singing the chants and generally getting the crowd going. And it's some great insight into what they thought of performances as well as talking about the general atmosphere that you get from the dub, Section W, the supporters section at TD Place. Now, that doesn't mean that Johnny and I are not going to be doing a reaction episode where we do some analysis of the game. There was actually an, an analytical part of this podcast, so uh, that's not going to be shown to you as we're going to jump straight into the middle, as uh, I must admit it just was not analysis. Johnny and I were living off the high of Atletico Ottawa's performance against Cavalry FC. So hold on tight, just another more 24 hours to go. We'll be bringing you out a uh, analytical podcast for ATO after the whistle episode four that will be coming out on Tuesday evening ahead of our clash with HFX Wanderers on the east coast of Canada and the Maritimes as the Atletico Ottawa team travel out there this week but for now stay tuned and stay tight as you get to hear some fantastic insight by three of CCSG's most active members during the 2021 season thanks guys and we'll see you tomorrow I know what I'm going to do is I'm going to let Johnny host for a second and I'm going to end up passing the microphone over to our MDO official extraordinaire of the day, Mr. Brandon, who gives big support to Eddie on a weekly basis, but today was thrown into the limelight with little to no preparation to lead what was undoubtedly the most electric crowd Atletico Ottawa has seen all season, and that is including the 12,000 fans we had at the home game. So Johnny, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take myself to the lavatory and uh, you're, and, and, I, and I would like you to take Live Brian. podcast, I, folks. <laughs> that, that's what happens. You, you ask me to drink at the game and then drink at the pub. Like, this is what's going to happen. So I'm going to pop to the lavatory. And, uh, Johnny, if you can take Brandon through his experience as the front man today, as well as some of the things he did, because he orchestrated some stuff. And in yeah. particular, I want you to build up to the Malcolm Shaw penalty. Because for me, that was one of the, the, the best atmospheric moments at TD Place. Yeah. all season so I'm gonna tap out for a second I'm gonna hand over to Monsieur one and only Brandon thank you thank you for having me Brandon it's good to have you here bro appreciate it finally <laughs> long time listener yeah. first time uh, participator <laughs> It's like the opposite with me. I'm, I'm a long time watcher on TV. First time being sorry, at I'm it. I'm going to reach over Johnny here for my mask. <laughs> first time being at it to speak with you. So obviously this is your first time being numero uno. Yes. You're, you're, you're obviously a, an expert numero duo, but now you are numero uno. And I think you did an incredible job today. Appreciate it. So what, what was it like... I suppose, like, what what was the game plan coming in being like, all right, I'm going to be the chant guy. 
this is how I'm going to approach uh, uh, fostering this, uh, this, this sort of atmosphere, this sort of culture here. Okay, not going to even lie for a millisecond. I was, if I can swear on this, shit in my bricks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was, because me and Eddie, we, we're a great duo. Yeah. We host shows together. Yeah. And it's a great time, and we just like bounce off. And there's a dynamic there, yeah. for sure. Yeah. You have a great dynamic. You're working together. You know what each other are doing. If I need like a break, I need some water, he'll lead a chant. If yeah. he needs a break, I hop in there. But without that, it's like, okay, you're on your own. But I had great support from different people. PB, Paul being one of them, there you go. sat to my left. Yeah. And Who did a great job today as well, yeah. I got to say. Tom was up there at the start of the game. And it was nerve-wracking at the start. Yeah. But through two minutes, Drew Becky gets the crowd into it, made my job super easy. It makes it so much easier. It's got yeah. to, man. It's got to. You, like, you have to bounce off what's going on in the match, obviously. Yeah. And it's, it is tougher when the team is losing. Yeah. But when you have something like that, is some you can feed off it, you can clinch to it. Well, how like how much easier is your job when the team is playing like that than it is when they're not playing as well? <laughs> Especially with this, with the fan base that approach or not approach, but came to the game 3,600. It is so much easier. Yeah. So much easier. You love to see it. Well, the thing, look, I brought friends to this game for the first time. Same. And they were just blown away by what it all entails, mm -hmm. by what it is. I mean, you know, obviously they've they've born bred Ottawa. They've been to Sens games their entire lives. They think going to sports events is sitting in a chair and then standing up and clapping when you score, and then that's about it. And then today, I mean, we were 15 minutes into the game, and we were staying the whole time. And then they they were like, "Wait, is this is this the whole time?" That's Are we gonna do this is. the whole time? And I said, "You goddamn right, we're doing this." The whole Welcome time. to the dub. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, so they were blown away by by you, and I mean the atmosphere that uh, that you guys put on, and it was it was just incredible. Yeah, it was fantastic. Everyone did their best, to be honest. The dub was absolutely rocking, and even the first match where we had twelve thousand fans, I was talking with Paul and Megan on the way back. They said. Some of the moments in this game were probably better than when we had 12,000 and we scored the last minute. Oh, goal. yeah. Well, uh, well, that's just it. I mean, because the thing is that you built on um, a, a, a culture and obviously, you know, game one is the birth of it. Yes. And then by now, you've, you've had so many games where you've tried new things, some chance live on some chance die some new chance come in some new things come in like we had the viking clap at the 80th Hell minute yes. again oh my god you guys killed that you could hear that all the way through the glee it was incredible straight. and especially some of the chains that you started low and then brought in high it's 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 a cult it's it's an idea and a culture that's really growing like organically as far as like all right we tried this last week now we're gonna try it again this week yes. we're gonna try it a different way and yeah, I don't know. I, I think you guys are just doing like an absolutely killer job at it. That was great to see. Like, as a collective, like the supporters' culture is really becoming a big thing here. Yeah. I know in the past, like, I've been coming to games since '07 when we had the, I believe it was U19 World Cup in Ottawa. Yeah. And I went there with my dad. That was my first time watching live football. And people would just sit down. 
cheer if there's a goal, and then the rest is dead. Yeah. And I absolutely hated that. I came when Fury were here. You have one section pretty loud, tail off, and then the rest of the crowd is dead. But we do not have that culture yeah. here. And we're working towards something pretty big, I think. Because yeah. it's not just the dub. Now all the support and sections are getting into it. Kids were leading chants. They were, man. I saw they were the, the kids chance. at the front, like next to you, uh, next to uh, you, but between you and, and Meg, mm -hmm. uh, they, the the big section of them, and they were they were starting ch chants on their own as well. I thought that was yeah. beautiful. Like, what a way to uh, to bring children into the experience. Yeah, like <laughs> I knew one of the kids, and I said, "Oh, why don't you bring your team to the dub?" Yeah, he did, and look at the results. Incredible, getting immaculate. Get, getting young girls and boys involved in this is it's what it's all about. It's They're how you gonna grow be lifelong it. fans. Well, that's just it, and it's how you grow it, and, and you, you, you talk about like, the old culture of supporters in the city and how it's sort of grown until now. Mm -hmm. And you talk about the Under 19 World Cup in 2007, which I believe Sergio Aguero yes. made an appearance at TD Place in that oh, tournament. Yeah. By the way, little, little, little fun fact. Yes, little fun fact. Um, but. Obviously, and then you know we get the Fury, we get the Fury women's team, we get the Women's World Cup. Yes. Um, there, there's a lot has built up to this moment. So how does it feel, sort of knowing when you're at the front, you're at the helm of basically the cusp of a couple decades in the making of supporters culture, like in this city. Like, do you feel that that whole like history behind you? Hundred percent. Like going up there with Eddie is different, but like. Being up there alone, leading it, I felt like the world was literally at my hands. Like, it is what you make it. And it was pretty tough at the yeah. start, but I'm like, what, what's there to be quiet for? We got yeah. a team in Ottawa. Yeah. You can back it, and they're so new, you can mold them into whatever you wanted. And coming into this, before I was like appointed assistant NDO match day officer, I was just known as a guy who loved to have fun. And it's super rowdy. So, you know, I was like, let's bring that today. And it seemed to work. Fantastic. Lovely. All right, well, we're going to switch to, uh, I think we're going to talk to Meg next, our, se our secondary drummer today. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come in for this one. I'm going to let Johnny take a rest and probably go for a piss for himself there. Uh, but, uh, but, but, like, all I want to bring in right here is Megan. If you don't know Megan, like, just go to capitalcitysupporters.com. You can see an article she wrote about why she joined, and she's got another couple of contributions coming on. Megan's been involved with Ottawa Soccer since 2016. She has seen it, she has done it, she's seen all of the groups. Almost everything. Meg, <laughs> all, all, absolutely. Done almost everything. Almost everything. And you're, and Meg, you're a person yourself who was like, brought in to soccer to be able to like actually embrace the camaraderie of the culture. Yeah. Um, tell me about your experience today down at the front, banging those drums. Because to me, higher up in the dub, this was the most electric performance we've had. By far. All season. So, By so far. Tell, tell, me, tell me what you saw from your point of view. Okay, well, I... I was telling everybody on the walkover and even well before we left TD Place, I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so give me some of your highlights of the other game. You have uh, the, the blessing and the curse of being the drummer down at the front. You're just banging those drums, leading that rhythm all game, but you also have the ability to be able to watch the game simultaneously. Um, what were some of your takeaways from tonight's performance um, against Cavalry? 
Well, with me being on drums, it is a little bit like that uh, rubbing your stomach and patting your head at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it does take a fair bit of uh, concentration. But um, yeah, I would agree a thousand percent that the uh, atmosphere was absolutely electric tonight. And even though I wasn't at uh, the home opener, mm -hmm. like this still blows that out of the water. Yeah, like. And in terms of the performances we saw in the field, we mentioned a few names. We mentioned Shaw, who put yeah. the penalty away. We mentioned Wright, who draw the penalty and absolutely nailed the one-on-one -on -one to be able to actually score. But capitalizing on a mistake, which is something that, hey, opposition teams are capitalized on our, our mistakes all bloody season. So it's about time that we've been able to do yeah. something like that. But uh, there was also an incredible performance between the sticks. And I feel <laughs> like I am getting pretty close to who you might be talking about your like highlight of yeah. today. Tell, tell me your favorite player from tonight's performances, performance and why. Oh my goodness. Um, I mean, I mean, first of all, I do want to hand it to Drew Becky as well, because as soon as I saw that he had the captain's armband, mm -hmm. uh, I, I knew that we were going to be okay. I just had that feeling, and I was right. But to see Dylan Pelly finally save that penalty kick, it's like, thank goodness he finally conquered that demon. And I, I told him uh, at the end of the match, too, when he came by to thank all of us. I was like, I'm so proud of you right now. And, and not only that, I mean, the penalty comes just before the 80th minute. We have literally just bagged that third goal to put ourselves. Yeah. We give that two-goal cushion, and within two minutes, we're giving away a penalty. Atletico, yep. Ottawa, <laughs> showing what they've done all season, which is a little bit... Sh Pardon my French, but shit the bed under pressure. Yeah. Um, and it, it, was, it was a shame, albeit I'd have to actually go back and see the television replays, but based on what I saw and what I saw on the Jumbotron, that was a, uh, that was a dive. That was, the, that was a very clear dive, and it worked that they, they, they earned that penalty rather than were given that penalty. Oh, no, they were given that penalty rather than they earned it, I think is probably the more appropriate phrase. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, not only did Dylan Pan save the penalty, but he saved the rebound. I well. know! Oh, God. Tell me through the, talk me through the emotions you were feeling when Dylan Powley pushed that penalty away, but then was able to get up and save the rebound. Oh, my goodness. Like, like I've told you all before, like, my soft spot is always for the keepers because they do so much and yet are so underappreciated at the same time. Like I've harped on over and over again with all of you how much I love the 2005 Champions League final between mm -hmm. Liverpool and AC Milan. That was the match that made me fall in love with keepers in the first place. Thank you, Jersey Dudek. Um, but yeah, just to see him save uh, that penalty kick and then the rebound and to see the elation, not just on his face, which was wonderful, don't get me wrong, but for him... For him to be congratulated by all by all of his teammates was just fantastic. Like they knew how much that meant to him, and you know they saw it too. Is like he's finally conquered that demon. And that was the thing. If you haven't seen it, Dylan Powley not only may was able to save the penalty, but although it fell into a dangerous area, was able to parry the rebound just around the post to a corner kick, at which point the corner kick comes in and it is dealt with. And Dylan Powley takes that ball in his arms and the elation amongst the Atletico Ottawa yeah. players. <laughs> that, that joy as they grabbed hold of him was, it's something that after like eight, nine, ten penalties conceded this yeah. season, we've all been desperate to see. And how amazing, Megan, was it that it happened in front of the dub? Oh. <laughs> Are there words in any language for that? I'm not really sure. <laughs> 
So, Mayor like, built a building on that, what do you hope to see? We obviously, we go on the road and we go to Halifax next week and we're back in the dub next Sunday. What are you hoping to see from the team going forward? Because it was an interesting change up in lineup. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I would, I would almost like to see Mista use, if not the exact same lineup, then very close to it. And obviously he's playing against a different team, you know, in the, in the next match, but but the but this particular starting eleven just gelled way more than I think the previous starting elevens, even yeah. in some of our winning matches. Yeah, and it was fantastic to see Antoine Coupland on the field, one of our own as well. Yeah. Uh, we're going to move on here, and I'm going to hand the microphone back to Johnny as Megan, if you can hand the fire microphone over to Paul. Oh. And uh, we are going to move on to this. And so Paul is an ever-present at the front of the dub. He waves the flag. He today was feeding Brandon the chance yes, and making sure that everything kept going. So Johnny, I'm going to let you take over here. Have, a, have that little chat with Paul. And uh, what I really want to know here was, as, as a man who who is the silent partner in the trio at the front of the dub. Like what what you made of today's performance and what you made of today's crowd? Well, in terms of today's performance, it's definitely the most passionate I've seen from the electrical players. Yeah. It wasn't just them going forward. It was also during times when Calvary were coming at us, they dug deep. They were diving, trying to block shots when Calvary were putting on pressure. As we said, 70% possession. There was a lot of them in our third, and uh, the boys just dug deep. Like, they could have easily said, you know, last in the table, let's just uh, see out the season, yeah. and no expectations, but they decided that 3,600 people came to the stadium today, let's give them a performance that's worth their money. So well, that was really a wonderful. Well, that's just it. Well that's, that's perfect. I mean, especially, especially like a team like Calvary, like it's, yeah. It would take a lot for any team to dig deep against a team that plays the way that they do. And yeah. what what effect do you think yourself and Brandon and the dub like had on getting our boys to really dig deep the way that they did? Because I mean, away, I don't think that we would. I don't think that would have happened away. You know, if there was there was the Spruce Meadows, I don't think we would have we would have done this. Our job as uh, being in the front in the W section is to show the boys that we're with them, uh, win or loss, and that um, we support them uh, whether they're doing well or doing bad. And we're just there to spur them on. And we just want to show them that like, uh, we're trying to build a culture. Yeah. So uh, one day we could be top of the league, packed house, um, just winning games uh, and so forth. Um, like um, early on, obviously Becky scoring that early goal like made our jobs a lot easier because yeah. they got the crowd up on their feet. Yeah. They got them involved, and then from there on, when they equalized, things could have gone a bit down, but the team kept pushing, yeah. and that also helped us like uh, keep the atmosphere up and so forth. Yeah. Well, they did what you said. I mean, they dug deep. Yeah. They dug deep in a way that, you know sometimes they dig deep but it doesn't work out or sometimes yeah. they don't dig, dig deep because of whatever reasons but I mean today everything just sort of clicked it all just yeah. fell into place yeah and it was beautiful it's beautiful to watch it's beautiful to be there I mean yeah. it, it was beautiful to you know be seven rows back from from 
uh, you three, yeah, uh, and everyone else that was there as well. Yeah. I, I mean, it must have been even more beautiful to be there, even though you had your backs to the game. What was the game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we tried to uh, pay attention to the game, but like the crowd was just so electric yeah. that it was hard to turn away from them. Yeah. Uh, we were obviously leading the chance. My job was to help Adiba out as much as possible, uh, Brendan. Uh, because heading into the game, he was a bit nervous. Like uh, he wasn't quite sure if he could bring the energy that he usually brings. But but like without a doubt, without a doubt, I think I've been to every home game except for one. Today was the most electric, yeah. the most involved the fan have yeah. been by far. Yeah. Like uh, there was one moment when Pauli saved the penalty yeah. and I looked to the left and the whole stadium, I kid you not, the whole stadium was on their feet clapping. It was beautiful. Yeah. Well, was that, beautiful. that was always great. I mean, the, the, the dub is always rocking and sometimes yeah. it's easier, sometimes it's harder to get everyone else to, to be on that same wavelength. Yeah. But I feel like today it was just, it was a cut above, it was different. Yeah. You know, it was built different today. Like everyone was, was was on the same wavelength. The same way the team was all clicking yeah, together, yeah, yeah. the crowd was also all clicking together. It was just, I feel like this is a, th this game is a, whatever happens the rest of the season, like, yeah. I feel like this game is very much a pinnacle of what you are capable of at the front yeah. and what the team is capable of achieving. Uh, this is definitely the highlight of the season. 4.30 kickoff, sunny day, yeah, yeah. nice sure. breeze. 3,600 in attendance, the most since the yeah. first game. Early goal, like three minutes in, you can't ask for more. Like no, it, it was beautiful. Yeah. And then um, we were leading the chance, the crowd was in it. And then the team just, they dug deep, they fought, they brought the passion. A lot of new players rotated into the squad yeah. again today. Uh, and they showed the manager that, you know, they're willing to fight for this team. They're pushing for a starting position in this team. And uh, hopefully, some of them who played really well today get uh, more playing time in the future. Well, that was a that was a big thing too, as well, right? I mean, you know, we had a little bit of rotation today, but it didn't really feel like it. It didn't really feel like it. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you, Paul, very much for uh, giving us your take on uh, your uh, your part in the dub. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. Incredible. So uh, that was like you just heard from uh, Megan, and you heard from Brandon, and you heard from Paul, three of the people leading the atmosphere in the dub. And I don't think it can be—I don't think it can be said enough about what kind of atmosphere was created today. How? And again, we we can put a lot down into it to Drew Becky's early goal. But really, like there was there was an ability to be able to keep that high going all game in a way that I have not seen at the dub before now. I think it's very interesting when Paul's there talking about the kind of players and that rotated lineup that has come into the team. And you've got you've got Nuffil who despite the fact that he's relatively young is still is a West Ham Academy product. You have Becky who comes into right back that we know very well. You have Telfer who is a TNT international. You've got Ben McKendry that Mista has once called the smartest player he has ever had the opportunity to speak with in terms of his own football understanding. This team to me today was an intelligent team. This team was in a, it was a mature side and uh, lucky in times we rode our luck but you know what we've also had an ability to not ride our luck many times this season uh, Johnny we, we've asked other people but what would you like to see brought on from this performance to the Halifax performance on Wednesday well I think you nailed it when you said that this is one of the most you know smartest performances that we've had we, ha we have a really bad history if not um, not keeping our heads, making dumb mistakes, 
just, uh, it, it sounds harsh, but we have a bad history of sometimes doing dumb things. Th things that are dumb just... Dumb shit. Well, that's just it, you know? Like, individual mistakes, not keeping our heads, not keeping our cool, giving the ref the finger and getting a red card, giving up penalties, doing shit like that. Like, it's the history of the Atletico. But <laughs> today was, even though we, it was, it's funny, we, we, I'm glossing over the fact that we did give up a penalty today. <laughs> we did, in fact, give up a penalty today. But it doesn't matter because Dylan Powley is fucking Superman. So Save it, doesn't it matter. though. 612 <laughs> <laughs> Superman. 6-1-3 fucking legend. So, um, but it didn't matter because he saved it anyways. But, other, I mean, other than that, we just, it was a really smart game. It was a really mature game. And I would love to see that going forward. I, I think, I mean, I don't want to disparage uh, uh, a gem like Milovan Kapoor by saying that someone like Drew mm -hmm. Becky coming in probably contributed to that. I mean, I don't, I don't have enough. Uh, as, as you say, like Milo has been a great leader for the team. Milo has leader. been a great performer for the team for two years. Yeah, like he's previous wonderful. Canadian international, like he's he's been on the fringe of being able to be like a very, very, very good player for Canada. Yeah. Um, and and. I, I honestly think at centre back he would have very much contributed today. But you're very oh, right. You're yeah. very right in saying like the leadership skills that come with Drew Becky. It, it was exe yeah. today exemplified why he was signed. It really showed us what we were missing today. I think. Yeah. Well, it's, you don't know what you got till it's gone. And today we realized, you know, what we were missing the whole time. It was just we were we were a class above, and it's because someone like Drew Becky, who is a class above. Absolutely. All right, we're going to do a cheeky little round table here. We're going to start with you, Megan. Like, just, I'm going to give you 30 seconds, tops. Standout player of the game and why you love them. Go. Uh, I'm, I'm biased. You know, I love keepers to death. It's Dylan Pally for me. I mean, he made some great stops uh, as well as uh, the, thank God he saved that, that penalty kick and the rebound. But, yeah, oh, uh, God. Uh, uh, like, I really do think him saving that penalty kick and the rebound was the game changer because that really did take the the, the, the wind out of a Calvary Seals. That could have been an incredibly difficult last 10 minutes for yes. us at 3-2. Yeah. And the fact <laughs> that he stopped that, it was yeah. just, it changed the it changed the ending of the game for us. Yeah, like, you could see with the Calvary players, they thought it was like, oh, crap, that we're not going to come out well from this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, Megan, thank you very much. We're going to pass on to Brandon, MDO for the day, and uh, hopefully for many, many more days ahead after that kind of performance. Uh, Brandon, I know you can't just vote you for yourself, even though I know you want to, but who was the standout performer you know? today? And tell us why. Well, I have to echo what Megan said. It has to be Dylan Powley. I called it before the game. I said he would be the man of the match on the Chief Seats episode two, which you can find on Capital City Supporters Group YouTube channel. Plug, plug, plug. I said he would be the man of the match. He kept us in the game. Well, not kept us in it, but since we were actually winning for once. But um, <laughs> yes, he, he made some big stops. Like they had 70% percent possession they had shots he kept us in it with at least six saves and the penalty you have to look at it that could have been a tsn turning point mm, with like absolutely. about 10 minutes ago so it has to be Pauly. absolutely all right we, we we've got joint we've got joint accolades of Pauly here paul are you yep. gonna stick to the mainstream or are you gonna throw us a curveball i'm gonna big, give a big up to brian wright it's, Hell yeah. He's had a lot of moments this season, a lot of good moments, a lot of moments where you think he should bury that as uh, the striker he is. But today, he won the penalty. 
uh, nice went clean through the keeper, keeper brought him down, Shaw buried it. And then he went clean through in the second half, late second half, one-on-one -on -one with the keeper. We've seen this story before this season, and other times it hasn't uh, turned out the way we would like. But today, clean finish. He looked calm. He looked like he knew he was going to score that goal, and uh, it was nice to see. Smash inside, Paul. Thank you so much. We're going to bring it over to Johnny here. Uh, Johnny, just wrap it up for us. Give it, I'm going to give you 30 seconds here because I need another piss and we need to get out of this pub. <laughs> we, we have lives to live. We have things to do. Uh, Johnny, just give me your 30-second lowdown. Top player, what you loved about this game and what you hope to see in Halifax on Wednesday. I think today uh, uh, there needs to be a spotlight shone on Malcolm Shaw because I think he played an incredible game. Uh, obviously, he scored the penalty, and you know, scoring a sc uh, scoring a penalty is, is is not an easy thing, no matter what anyone tells you. But he did, he buried it. And other than just the penalty, I think he had a fantastic game on the wing today. I think he had a hard game. I think he got abused a lot, and I think he just constantly came out on top because of the way the the, the type of striker that he is. He's very big. He's very strong. He's not easily taken advantage of. And I think even though he had a tough game on the wing today because of the type of team that Cavalry is, he came on top constantly. He's just always big, he's always huge, and he always imposes himself on the situation, and he always makes everyone else look small. And he did that today. Absolutely. Well, Johnny, thank you so much for that. Um, as, as always, you can join us again after the next home game, which is next Sunday. We'll have a podcast out probably on the Monday with a bit more of an analytical thing going on with Johnny and I. But you know what? This was a Raw Reactions episode. It's the first one we've done. Thank you very much for sticking by us. I want to say a huge thank you to Megan. I want to say a huge thank you to Brandon. And I want to say a huge, huge thank you to Paul. Like these, these undying heroes of the dub whose names do not get mentioned enough in terms of the quality of, of, of support that is brought every single game so you make sure you go out there and find these human beings on social media you give them their love you give Johnny his love they're the real here. MVPs absolutely and on the final note I just want to give you here remember that the Capital City Supporters Group Golden Scarf Award our player of the year award is now open head to capitalcitysupporters.com go there vote for your vote for your player of the season I feel like Mr. Dylan Powley and goal after the season after this evening Man. is going to be getting many many more votes but I would like to thank you all once again for tuning in and Johnny I'm just going to let you let you do the sign out today sign out for us he's trying to get us done for copyright <laughs> alright thank you so much for listening please tune in next time and uh, we will see you in the dub discount code CCSG for tickets come join us come be part of the love come be part of the movement cheers guys see you next time.